40 of the Table Talk Podcast. Yes, we hit the number 40. And you know once you hit a you know a number like that, you have to bring in a guest that is going to uh, you know make that number special. And our milestone. special guest, yes, it's a milestone. And our special guest today is the mayor of Dearborn, Abdullah Hamoud. First of all, Abdullah Hamoud, thank you so much for being here today. We really do appreciate it. We apologize, by the way, it's on us. Uh, we had to start a little bit later, but we are here. We're ready to have a great show. We're glad we have the mayor of Dearborn here today. Also, want to introduce the the guest, co- I mean the co-host of the show. Little sis Sara Thab is in the building, and then big sis Abi Thab is in the building. I don't know if you knew that. By the way, we're all brothers and sisters. I did not know that. Okay. Yes, we're all siblings. Do they look alike? No. no. Really? Really? All right. Oh. Maybe Sara and you look alike. Okay. okay. All right. Well, gonna, my siblings don't look alike. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to have some fun today, man. We're going to have some fun today. We have a great show lined up for you today. Uh, like I mentioned in the post, you know, we're going to learn a lot about his journey today, the mayor that is. You know, we're going to talk about some of the things he has accomplished and, of course, some of his future goals, future plans. So we're looking forward to that as well. Um, my brother, people already commented. My brother said LeBron or Jordan. I don't know what he's asking this question Jordan. for. Jordan? <laughs> All right, quick. There you go. That's a quick answer. Caltrace, same Six for six. You know what that means? Yes. He, he missed out on one. But we can have a debate on that another time, another day. <laughs> I could definitely uh, argue the LeBron side of it as well. But before we do that, i got to give a shout-out to the sponsors of today. Our two sponsors for today is the Balkan House Restaurant and Give to Gain. I am going to start off with the Balkan House Restaurants. They are a gold sponsor of ours. Famous for their donut kebab sandwich. They even serve breakfast. All their food is halal. Service is A1. Always giving back to the community. Shout out to Juma Hassan and everybody over there at the Balkan House Restaurant. Location is 3028 Kniff Street, Hamchamek, Michigan. They also have a Ferndale location, 314 West Nine Mile Road, Ferndale, Michigan. Again, shout out to them. I know I think they're in Bosnia today. They just traveled today. I stopped by and talked to them yesterday about it. So they're enjoying their uh, time over there in Europe. With that said, again, thank you so much, Mayor Hamoud, for being here today. We're looking forward to the show. First of all, can you tell people who are watching or that are eventually going to watch a little bit about yourself, what you do, you know, how, where you came from, and you know, school-wise and everything like that? Absolutely. First of all, I gotta say, I'm disappointed that I'm the 40th episode milestone. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> man, miles is like 40. You know? Are you close to that age? That's the question. We try to match it with the age situation. Are you that close? I'm, I'm 32. 32. You know, I, we wow. asked him. Wow. I'm just yeah. Yeah. So, no, no. I'm so happy to be here. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. No problem. Um, I don't know if I'd ever do this with my siblings. It'd be the weirdest podcast ever created with my siblings. Oh, yeah. we have it gets weird to hear sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Awkward. <laughs> I'm excited. It does. It does. We, have, we have interesting topics. But, yeah, go ahead. You talk, yeah. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name is Abdullah. Uh, born and raised in, in East Dearborn. Uh, I'm a tractor. It's probably my proudest title. Uh, Fortson's the greatest school in all the land. <laughs> um, I'm the second oldest of five children. We're four boys and one daughter is the youngest, Laila. Uh, I'm married. My wife Fatme. Uh, she's a physician in the community, um, and I'm a new father. My daughter Mariam, uh, six and a half months, and so uh, she's got two teeth now, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited to go home to see them. Uh, oh. So super eager for that. Um, but growing up, I'm somebody who wanted to, uh, you know, I aspired to be a physician, just like any other child of an immigrant whose parent imposed on them to become a physician. Hundred percent. And I failed miserably. Um, oh no. I uh, I got my bachelor's in biology. I applied to about 300 medical schools in a period of three years and got denied by every single... I think the schools got together mm-hmm. and they teamed up. They're like, not him. So much at the fourth year, I think a school sent me a letter before I applied. It said, hey, <laughs> save, <laughs> save your money. We're going to tell you no again. Oh, 
Um, and so I, I got my master's in public health and I, I ended up working in healthcare for several years before I made the shift and ultimately ran for office in 2016. Served five years as state representative for the city of Dearborn and then uh, found the calling to run for mayor and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been generous mm -hmm. and uh, here I am today. Wow. You so, see? Yeah, go ahead. What are you about to say? Like, uh, you had a vision, you thought this was the way to go, and then you were deterred so many times, you know, God's plan literally, and then he, here you he are. He planned, he plans, and he is the ultimate. Yeah. And you ended up marrying a physician, so. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> and my brother's a dentist, my other brother's a lawyer, uh, my sister's in the healthcare field, sure. so I turned out to be the failure, uh, educationally speaking. No. No. Um, yeah. But uh, We ain't gonna let you call yourself oh, a failure yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a fun, fun story. Uh, 2017, January like 3rd, I'm getting sworn into office in Lansing. Uh, my mother, the only woman in hijab on the whole Lansing floor. She's crying after I took my oath of office, and she hugs me. And she says, true story, she says, uh, uh, I want you to know that I'm very proud of you. Uh, but I would have been more proud if you were a doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. She told me that in the house floor. Until this Air day, curves. she still asks, will I ever go back? I oh. still have time. There you so, go. That's crazy. Will you ever, oh, we're going to get into that because yeah. I do the ask. The answer is no. Okay. The answer is no. All right. So um, what is it like, man, to be the mayor of Dearborn? You, you said you're 32 years old. That's a relatively very young age to be an elected official, especially, especially for like a big city like Dearborn. So what is it like to be the mayor of Dearborn, um, especially like at a young age? How is that? I don't like wake up in a day and say, okay, I woke up, I'm the mayor today, and I'm going <laughs> to work, and I'm the mayor. Uh, honestly, I wake up like I'm Abdullah from Dearborn, and I'm somebody who was born and raised here. We grew up in a very working poor family, and when I get into office, you know, yeah, people call me by my title, whatever it might be, but the title doesn't bring you respect. I think the individual brings respect to the office and the title, and so largely for me, going into work is about working with a team that I built to try to help address the issues that residents are facing. And so for me, it's like any other job. It, it comes with a few uh, add-ons, right? You know, with the, you know, the social media tags and hey, my grass is not cut or my garbage didn't get picked up. You have to deal with it. Um, but I, I largely still just see myself as Abdullah who, who spent his time uh, at Force and through Dearborn and this is my hometown. Um, if you're not willing to fight for home, you know, what are you willing to fight for? And that's largely how I see myself every day. You know, it's funny, you said, uh, you know, you wake up every day and you be yourself. I think that's what makes you probably a great mayor, you know, and I feel like Like the that, mayer of the people, what they yeah. said, they've been calling him, your nickname is the mayor of the people, so. <laughs> and, and how long have you been a mayor of Dearborn, by the way? It's been uh, six months and like two days. Wow, oh, wow. mashallah. I've, I mean, I've seen, I mean, we're going to get into a couple of things that you've already made some moves, made some changes. Obviously, you and your team want to give the credit to the team, I'm sure you're definitely uh, up for that as well. So, uh, we're going to get into that, but yeah, mayor of the people, that's a great one. No, I wanted to say, like, even just having the kids see you on here, like, they, they know they could get asked you questions about sports or about anything, and it's, like, it's normal. You know, you're not as intimidating as your normal mayor that's, like, an old guy that doesn't, you know, won't, won't take the time to even uh, acknowledge the kids. You know what I'm saying? I, I try so. to be relatable. I think the most important thing you can be in a position like this um, is accessible, is relatable, mm -hmm. um, it's authentic. You know, I, I don't, I'm not somebody who cares for the title. I think my, my favorite title right now is Abu Maryam. Wow. Uh, I don't get enough of that. I'm kind of like, I, I was telling my wife in the car the other day, I was like, you know, I, my whole life I wanted to be a father, now a father, and nobody's calling me by my, my appropriate father title. Yeah. Um, it's very upsetting, um, but I get it. Um, and so for me, whenever I see a child, it's just about, I hope they see um, something in me for them to aspire to be greater 100%. than. I don't want them to be me. I want them to be better than me. 
And if we're able to, uh, you know, put that, um, instill that inspiration into children, that is all the success in the world, even if I accomplish nothing as mayor. Hopefully that you've at least set the, you know, um, the, the, the pathway for children to aspire for something greater than they ever thought that they could be. 100%. So what made you want to become an elected official? I know you kind of touched on that, but what made you want to do that specifically? So, you know, after I, I was unsuccessful in becoming a physician, I jumped into the healthcare world. And the, the goal there was to then become like a CEO of a hospital, you know, climb up, still able to advocate for change. And, you know, uh, growing up, me and like, you know, a bunch of kids that grew up, uh, we had this saying before a Drake lyric ever hit, it was six figures by 26. <laughs> it was because we grew up very working poor. Yeah. I lived in 12 different homes by the age of 14. Um, and for us, financial stability was a measure of success. Yeah. Where you weren't worried about the bills. You can afford to buy a PlayStation. Um, you know, you can, uh, you know, go out and about and it's not about, you can't go out to eat today, you gotta eat what your mom cooked today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not about those struggles. And so we all just wanted to be financially successful. Um, and so, you know, six figures by 26, I was 25 when I actually landed that interview for that six figure job. Um, after I graduated my master's fairly early, worked in healthcare for several years. During that interview process, uh, my older brother, uh, Ali, passed away um, unexpectedly. And when he passed, you know, he was 27 years and nine months. I took a step back, that was October 15, 2015, and I reevaluated what the purpose of life is. I said, you know, it, it's, it's cool to pursue financial stability, but there's gotta be more. Um, in the months and the weeks that passed, I received a packet in the mail, about 50 pages. And it was all the people who my brother impacted um, oh, at the yeah. workplace. Uh, he was a director at Quicken Loan, uh, one of the youngest, and they actually uh, made an honor in his name that they give annually uh, across the whole country. So one person gets the Alex Leadership Award, which is uh, given to one individual who empowers uh, his team members across the whole company. And uh, when I got that, I said, this, maybe I can be for my community what my brother Ali was for others. Um, that was an empowering voice. And so I left the corporate world, and January, just three months later, I announced for office, and I said, maybe this is it. That's awesome. Um, was there anyone that like pushed you kind of in a way? It was just like a series of events that unfolded naturally. You know, Alice passing, um, you know, then I had uh, one person reach out and say, can you share your resume? This was shortly a few weeks after. I sent my resume as a mentor of mine and I never looked back at it. Um, following the Arba'in, I got a phone call saying, hey, this, per this state senator wants to meet you. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, I got to take care of my family functions. I'll, I'll cut back to him later. I sat down and he said, you know, there are some folk um, that I've worked with over the years who think you'd be a good fit if you ran for office. Oh. And so I think it was the right time, given that I was looking for a change of scenery, the opportunity presented itself, and we announced fairly quickly. Um, were you into politics from before? I was politically engaged, but never in the sense of like I wanted to run for office. I was a part of student government. Um, I worked with a lot of nonprofits, but largely I was just you know not in the space like I am now. We had a question uh, again from our brother. I said, as the mayor of Dearborn, how busy are you? Uh, just want to quickly touch on that. One. <laughs> very, very busy. You know, in the first five months, I was probably doing like seventy-hour work weeks. Mm. Um, so between that and, and then fatherhood is obviously very time-consuming. I was gonna say in family. Like yeah, it's very difficult. Um, now you know you probably I'm probably doing post the budget season. Um, you know, I, I do like ten-hour days at minimum. Weekends you have some events. But what I'm largely trying to put in place is I'll do the ten to twelve hours on a weekday. And I'm trying to free up my weekend mm -hmm. so I can just spend time with family and yeah. not really take too many events. Yeah, because babies, they grow up fast. They grow up fast. And I'm also like, you know, I'm a Hamoud. My mom's a Bazi. My wife is a Baidun. 
And so oh, wow. between all the weddings that are happening on the weekend, <laughs> too, there's just not enough time to relax. Yeah. So. And you know, so obviously we all know that you are obviously the mayor of Dearborn. So like any big news happening that residents should know about, like what is the current state of Dearborn? Uh, I know there's a couple news that we're going to talk about later on, but anything new going on, you know? There's going to be some really exciting announcements that will come mm. around September. Okay. Some major investments that we'll be excited to announce in the city of Dearborn, I think around September timeline. Um, so I can't say it just yet. Yeah. Uh, but some of the big things that we've changed, you know, people have seen us cracking down on speeding and reckless driving. Um, tickets are up 700%, just so you know. Wow. Um, we did the free uh, pools initiative for kids under 13. Um, I just thought that was important to give children something to do. You shouldn't be able to not go to a pool because you can't afford the daily admission fee. Um, and we're... Um, so I'd say look to September for some really big major announcements regarding, regarding investments and things that are happening in the city. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, uh, like you mentioned before, uh, we could get right into that. Uh, you allowing the any resident who is 13 and younger to um, go to any public pool in Dearborn for free. Uh, you had a very like heartwarming post with a, you know, you talked about it how you know you felt you know growing up. Yeah. It was something that was somewhat of a challenge too. So, you know, can you tell us like what what pushes you to do those kind of things? You know, especially for the youth. You know, like I think I recently seen you posted or. Somebody posted you were at a basketball thing this past weekend, you know, so tournament. focusing on the youth, yeah, the tournament, stuff like that. So what pushes you to do those kind of things? I think it's life experience. You know, I, when I posted the free kids for pool, I posted the picture of me and my brothers. Uh, we didn't go to the pools. We swam in the pop coolers in the driveway. Uh, when, you're, when you're five kids, you can't afford $7 per kid. Because um, they used to pop the fire hydrant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't afford, you know, 5 to $7 per kid every single day, or your family can't afford that one-time $200 pass or $100 pass. Okay. And so for us, we, we sneak the hot water out of the basement, fill the pop cooler, and sit in it. And then you wait for Abba Abdullah and the ice cream truck to come by, and you, you get an ice cream yeah. cone. And so I said, you know, I knew what it was like growing up in that setting. Um, and I saw that a lot of our pools, for many families, it was like, we know that the kids couldn't afford to go in or the parents didn't send their kids because of the price. And so I was like, take it away. If it's something that I'm able to do, I don't think community pools are the money maker for the city. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are other ways to make, like your golf course should be making more money than your pool. And that wasn't happening. We were actually losing money on the golf course and somewhat breaking even on some of the pools. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's, let's flip that, let, flip that trend. I'd rather charge those who can golf to mm. golf yeah that's a fairly expensive sport yeah. and you got to be uh you know middle to upper class to actually participate in golfing and the community pool should be advantageous to youth and i think what you're actually going to see i don't think it's going to cost the city much money i think you're going to see a lot of parents and families start coming back to the pools and it might actually generate more revenue than we did in the past 100%. yeah yeah and I, I i think that's awesome what are your thoughts on that situation i love it i was going to ask you like um i love well i was going to tell you that i love that you're thinking about the youth and in a, in, a, in a very mature and you know job where you're also bringing in the youth as well, and that's really nice. Yeah, and I was gonna say, uh, what are your thoughts on Dearborn Heights residents? You know, like you know, throwing <laughs> us in there. Yeah, what I would say is, if you want, you know, what we call the Dearborn Advantage, you gotta move across the street. All right, I was gonna also mention the cousins from Hamtramck too. By the way. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got a lot of family. We got a lot of family. But if you want to be able to access our I stuff at no cost. You gotta come and pay in the taxes. The reason you can make the argument for why Dearborn residents get it, they pay taxes. Yeah. The taxes goes to fund these services as is. The, the admissions fee is kind of that supplement. And so if you're in Dearborn Heights and Hamtramck, 
We'd love for you to become Dearborn residents. There you so go. So we, we moved right in time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. They did, they did. So uh, I recently heard property taxes for Dearborn residents, you know, will also be going down this year, if I'm correct. Correct. Uh, what, you know, which will save, obviously, residents some money. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I guess, how were you able to make that, you and your team, be able to make that happen? And tell us a little bit more about that. So it's like a 17% reduction in property taxes. It's fairly sizable for many yeah. homeowners. Um, and so, you know, taxis are levied in a strange way. They're levied in the tax that's called the millage. You know, one millage is one level of tax. And so in the city of Dearborn, we had about 61 mills that we levied uh, per household. And so uh, last year, the voters in November, they voted down um, a millage for the city. It was four mills. And so it's easy to vote down a millage. We as a city then, we inherited a deficit. We were short $22 million. Oh. And so while it's easy to vote down the millage, what's difficult is to actually balance the budget. And so we were able to balance the budget by making some very difficult decisions. Um, but we got the city on a pathway forward where we can take that loss of money and not come back and ask taxpayers for more. We're able to now live with the means that we have. So that's one part of the tax break. The second is last year when I was a state rep uh, at, the, uh, at the legislature, the governor proposed like record amounts of money for schools. And when we passed that budget, um, our school district here traditionally put taxes on homes to make up uh, any loss of revenue that the state didn't give them. So if the state didn't give them enough money, the schools would put a tax on homes, they'd collect it and then put it in the schools. Because the state gave them more than enough money, the state called them and said, you're not to levy the taxes this year. And so that's what allowed for the sizable tax break. Now, the four mills from the city that we balanced the budget, that's not coming back. The school-oriented tax, that may come back next year. It depends on how much money the state is putting in schools again this year. Yeah. But we're hearing that they're putting record amounts of money again. So it's a possibility that we're not going to see that large of a tax in the near future for, for the next several years. Well, that's pretty that's Yeah, pretty and that brings our taxes down lower than Dearborn Heights. Another reason, if you live in Dearborn Heights, you should cross the street. Go across the street. There you go. There you go. We should, we should have had a Dearborn Heights mayor in here, too. It would have been a debate in the building. You're making the old Dearborn mayor look kind of uh, bad right now, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, no comment. No comment. <laughs> All right, so by the way, I wish we wanted to get him, you know, respect time, you know, wanted to make sure we stayed within the hour, but now we're moving so fast that we ended up, you know, we want to make sure we have him and ask him any kind of questions. So anything that comes to your head, obviously, feel free to shoot it. And if you want to ask us anything or mention anything, feel free to shoot it our way. So, and one of the things that, man, I got to applaud you about is that any event that revolves, you know, your community or surrounding communities, you know, for those that don't know, you know, he was in that Hemtramck versus Dearborn basketball game, obviously representing Dearborn, and, you know, he was up for it. You know, I, I reached out to him. I'm sure someone else, I think, reached out to you as well. And, you know, he's, his response was, I'm not coming to the game. I'm going to play in that game, you know, and we're going to win that game, unfortunately. We should have won that game. <laughs> yeah. It was, what's his name that kept taking those threes? Uh, Nabil. Nabil. Nabil was the worst. <laughs> Nabil was Hamtramck's all-star, and he was on Dearborn's team. Listen, uh, I'm checking the time right now, so I'm going to send him this clip, too, by the way. She said, like, Nabil, I want to let you know right now, you lost us that game, and I will <laughs> never again in my life play with you in basketball. Between you and Billy South End, between you and Billy Farhat, there's, there's no room for you guys in the city of Dearborn. So if you do live here, you can go to Dearborn Heights. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to say that. That is so hilarious. I'm, I'm going to send that clip, and they're going to be cracking up in the group because they're actually in the league right now. They're in a playoff game today. They're playing at Access in Dearborn. And Charlotte, they lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... 
like I was saying, basically, he he's always down. Like coming on this show, he was for it. He told me June, you know, things will start to clear up. I reached out to him in June. Shows up. You know, you're always helping out the community and, and doing that. And it's not just what's convenient for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing it on a day where I know, I'm sure you had a busy day all day, and you probably won't be home till seven seven thirty. So, uh, why? Why are you always showing your face, showing up, supporting, and doing these kind of things? I think the question is like, why not? The point of becoming mayor is not to become less accessible. Yeah. It's not to say, I'm mayor, I'm hiding in my office. If you want a meeting, you have to try to get on my calendars to come to my office. You know, I'm trying to be as out there as I ever was, if not even more so, to demonstrate that just because I reached you know, this office, it doesn't mean I'm still not Abdullah who grew up in Dearborn. Like, you know, you're still going to find me at Donutville on a late night. Um, you're going to see me going to the South End Basketball Tournament, the CRSD holes. Um, you're going to see me playing basketball because that's what I like to do. Um, you're going to see me out and about with my family at the local restaurants. I was at, you know, yesterday, t yesterday or today I was at Shish, uh, Shish Palace. I went to Ada Seafood House the other day. Like, I'm still out and about in the community just as I would trying to live my life normally regardless of the title that I have. Um, and for me, for the youth perspective, whatever I can do to hopefully pull more people in so they can get informed on what's happening at the city, that's advantageous to me. I'm a big believer that if you communicate what's happening at the city, more people are going to want to get involved. 100%. You know, the fact that you as young people are talking about the property taxes, the kids and pool entry fees, um, what we're doing with basketball tournaments, I think that tells me that we're, I think we're doing something right. Because young people traditionally, I don't know if they were this, this involved under the previous mayor, if you guys knew what was happening at the city. And so we're, we're spending that much more time on communicating via social media. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, Facebook, much more than we were previously. Um, and it's all about connecting to convey the message. Because I think people are smart enough to understand what's happening at the city. And if we convey it right and if we're transparent about it, I think we build a better city for it. Um, and I, I'm not the only one that thinks this way, but um, I've gotten so many people that talk about you say that you do a great job of bringing the whole city to be as one and uh, you know, accepting from every race or mm -hmm. ethnicity or anything like that. And that's, that's a big deal, and I applaud you for that. No yeah, I've got to mention protests. You know, he's at every single protest. Yeah. You have the Yemen protest, the Palestinian sure. protest. I've seen him in every scenario, uh, not only there, obviously speaking. And there's people that speak you know, I mean, obviously we're not going to sit here or whatever, but people that speak that just speak, and there's people that speak because they care, you know, and I, I feel like that's what comes from you, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and also, like, you know, they talk just to talk, and then he talks, and he does the walk, yeah. too, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So. Yeah, exactly. It's a part of my life experience, you know, my, my mother came here in 74 from Lebanon, she was young, she was four. My father is Lebanese, born and raised in Jeddah and Saudiya, mm -hmm. and so when he came here in the early 80s and his early 20s, him and his brothers were trying to figure it out. Um, in 2014, you know, while I was working in healthcare, I left. I went to work with the United Nations, the country of Jordan. I worked the Palestinian refugee camps throughout the Middle mm -hmm. East. Um, I actually almost permanently moved to, 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 to Urdun. That was actually my, my dream at the time. Um, I fell in love with the people, I fell in love with the culture, and I fell in love with the work. Um, the job placement came back. It was in Masa. And Masa in 2014 wasn't the best place to be mm -hmm. in. So I ultimately came back to Dearborn. For me, when it comes down to like the, the Arab umbrella, I think I'm, I'm Arab before I'm, I'm Lebanese. Mm. Um, and, and, and it's just that. I, I, I think nationalism is a very dangerous thing. If we begin to fara bin Ba'd, into Lebanon, into Palestine, into Yemen, into Urdan, into Iraq, I think that's a very dangerous game to play. There's nothing wrong with being proud of your yeah, culture. Yeah, 100%. But 
um, when I was in Lansing, you know, I was you know, the only Muslim and the only Arab. And then our brother Ibrahim Ayash came up. Yeah. And me and Abe talk about this all the time. I was a Lebanese Shia, he was a, a Yemeni Sunni. And from the outside perspective, they didn't know the difference between us. Nothing, you're, you're out of They it. hated us equally. Yes. And me and Abe always talk saying, if people can hate us equally, why can't we love one another equally? Mm-hmm. Because they don't know the difference between us. Only we highlight the difference between us. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's, honestly, my best friends are across every group. You know, I, I really think we as Dearborn are very united people, even the non-autumn. We're a very strong, uh, strong-knitted community. And it makes us a unique place. And I think we're the example for the rest of the world. hundred percent. Because there's a little bit of everything here. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I, there's a couple of things I'm going to take away from that. First of all, I, I think, you know, you hit the nail, you know, hit the hammer right on the nail. Uh, is that the right quote? How you say it? Sounds about right. Sure. It's very important to, do, you know, mention what you just mentioned because I, I think, you know, like you said, nationalism, it can, it can get ugly. And, you know, when you come together, obviously, together right. you can accomplish anything, right? Absolutely. Uh, that's first of all. And then second of all, I was going to say, Abe Ayash, first of all, friend of the podcast, you... Abe Ayash, you know, even the mayor from Tramac and Dr. Ghalib, he's relatively still mm-hmm. young. You guys are making becoming, you know, elected officials kind of cool again, you know? <laughs> or, and, and I'm being serious. No, I was I'm being say. serious because, like, you look at younger people who are watching, you guys are ordinary people, right? Like, elected officials, like she mentioned earlier, you know, you kind of have this image of them that, you know, they're in their own world, they're in their own office, mm-hmm. they get things done, it's and then you don't ever really see their face unless, like, it's a big event and they're just there to show up, right? Like, seeing you guys everywhere, man, and, and you guys showing up to things and, and being out there, and then people kind of forget. Like you said, you know, you wake up, you're, just, you're Abdullah. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's, it's very inspiring, especially for the younger generation. You know, you guys are showing people that it's possible, anyone can do it. And you starting off with your story about failure, I guess, in a way, yeah. about mentioning that you, you, know, you tried to become a physician and stuff like that. Like, you're making it seem like it's, a, you know, you guys are making it look cool and, and it's a, like... Attainable. Yeah, attainable. Like, it can happen. It can happen. And I think that's very Especially, important. like, at a young age, you don't think, okay, 30, in your 30s, in your 20s, like, that you would ever be in that position, you know? You would think at least 40, 50, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, definitely attainable. Yeah. You know? so. I think what's important to highlight is oftentimes in the community, we equate age with experience. Right. right. Telling me how old you are doesn't tell me how qualified mm-hmm, you are. Absolutely. I'm 55 and I've done this job for 25 years. It doesn't tell me anything. It just tells me you've done this job for 25 years. I actually have questions why you've done it for 25 years. <laughs> uh, tell me what you've done in the time that you've had. That's experience. What did you accomplish? And so I, I never want people to be you know, put off because of their age. When I first approached running for office, I was 25, 26, and many in the Arab community told me, oh, you got to wait your turn. Mm-hmm. People who came here before you, wait your turn. What's also important for young people is when you are set and you have a mission and you're, you're in it for the right reasons, your niya is right, your intentions are right, you're not in, in a space to ask for permission. We're not here to ask for permission. We're asking for support. Mm. If you're asking for permission, you've already lost the mental game. If you're asking for support, it's different. Um, you don't need to seek permission. You can go out and do if, if you have the work ethic. Yeah, and that's, that is awesome. We got a couple questions right now. So great to see the mayor. He was a treat at the charity basketball game. Is he back for a rematch next year? It's in Dearborn, by the way. I just want to let you know. Home turf. Home turf. Uh, I will be there. Okay. I'm calling out Ibrahim Ayash right now. If you're Uh-oh. not playing, uh, you're going to donate $1,000. I'm going to make sure he pledges $1,000 if he doesn't play. You know, he, he obviously I reached out to him to come, and he, he ended up having to 
something happening that day. No, my man doesn't know how to play. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he said he has he had FOMO of missing out. And I'm a sour thing. loser. And I'm a sour winner. Hey, listen, Dr. Khaled, I wanna, you know, I want you to play too. <laughs> and Nabil is on Hamtramck's team and, this year. And the in the year coming up, I'll be uh, cheering Dearborn. So Perfect. you guys, you guys have to win. I'm done with him. I'm gonna be cheering for Dearborn. How fast? I haven't even moved out yet. Right. I got the house. I just put the sign. <laughs> Dearborn advantage. <laughs> um, so He's giving out free pools. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we got him, I mean, for sure, inshallah, next year for the game. And then same person asked the question then. He said, and this is more of a serious one, I guess. Since the mayor has brought up, you know, the previous mayor, is he okay? He became a shut-in. And I think the citizens are concerned with his health. Um, so, uh, you know, I'll just tell you what I know, what I think is public, is he, he does have some health conditions. I'm not sure to what extent, to what details. And, okay. you know, uh, we just always, Allah Yashfi, we wish him the best of the best. Um, and that's all. Okay. Alright, I, I didn't even know about yeah. that to be honest. So just wanted to make sure we share the questions and then someone just commented Team Dearborn, Saad Abdullah, uh, sister-in-law, just said Team Dearborn and my wife, we love to see her and hear it with heart emojis. Um, it was during the time when you were talking about awesome. um, being together. So, if you weren't the mayor of Dearborn, what would you be doing? Oh, you know what we will be doing. Yeah, not a physician, by the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys. I, uh, you know, I always had this like small business bug to like open up my own small business. Um, I don't know in what or what it would be. Um, I love nothing more than to just to hang with good people and have good conversations. So probably be an environment like that. Who knows? Maybe so I like coffee shop. Maybe yeah. Maybe I would have been you know where Haras Coffee's at right now right. or something. Yeah. Um, uh, or at Kahwa House. I, I gotta shout out both of them. Right. <laughs> me, is that the only two? In, I mean, uh, two. I think those are the only two right now. I think Kamari is coming soon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, they they they're also great. And yeah. So we love all. Uh, I don't drink coffee, so I drink. We had a whole show together, by the yeah. way. It was, it was actually pretty fun. So I think I do that, but honestly, like my, my the most fun thing right now is being a father. Uh, I never realized how much I would love it. I wanted a daughter. Alhamdulillah, I got a daughter, um, a healthy baby. That's a lot. My wife will be mad if I don't say that. I, yeah. We wanted a healthy baby. <laughs> if it was a daughter, it would have been extra. Um, and so I, I think I'd just be probably spending more time uh, in fatherhood. Yeah. You know. No, that's so my wife is the breadwinner. You know, she's obviously the smarter one. She brings home. So if she wanted me to sit at home. I'd be the best damn drag queen you've ever seen. I told my wife too, like, I don't mind. I got two daughters too, man. And then one is four, the other one's one. And honestly, like, I, you know, some people, we had a, we had a table talk about this, like how, you know, roles and people having roles and stuff like that. Like, I personally don't care. You know, I personally don't Absolutely. care. You know, like, I mean, I mean, people need to realize you're the one that's losing. At the end of the day, if you haven't offended that your wife is making more money than you, then... I, yeah, man, that's something to be proud of. Yeah, I go, know. Go Fatman. <laughs> you know, and when it comes down to my daughter, I change every diaper at the house. Oh, I nice. put her down to sleep because um, nice. I also think there's a bond that you make if you're a father that's that involved. Um, you know, because if the mother is feeding or whatever it might be, you don't have that moment. And so for me, I make sure that I pick up and put down my daughter whenever I can and change her diaper whenever I can. Um, because it at least gives you those few moments where it's just you and her. So sometimes my wife will be like, what do you want to do on Saturday? I'll be like, why don't you go out? Oh, and you just give me, me and Mariam time uh, oh. for a few hours. Oh, you're making us all look bad, man. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. You're making us look bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> Two daughters, like, and inshallah, you, have, you know, you get the third and fourth, inshallah. and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is guaranteed you haven't. Yeah. Um, what more of a rahmat do you want than that? That is true. That is true. So we got a couple, see, people, the mayor getting the question. So as the mayor of Dearborn, what are your plans in getting us tickets to the Pistons playoff game this year? <laughs> <laughs> 
Best believer, make it. Shout out to Marina Ghazali. You know, because we do fantasy talk, sports talk, so our sports guys are tuning in right now, too. So, um, Shout out to Troy Weaver. What yes, a great man. Uh, draft we man. had as the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, as it pertains to tickets, if you find any tickets, you let me know. There you go. Uh, because uh, I'll be scalping whatever I can do to try to get into one of those Speaking games. Speaking of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> If you got a ticket, so, uh, you're going to want to call 313. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I know you, and we're friends, so, and you said you're accessible, right? <laughs> you got a speeding with this driving ticket, uh, you know, we have a word. Just uh, talk, talk, talk to Mayor Hartley. I'm going to pull up the video. He'll go over Then someone said, great question, Munir, party at the mayor's home. So, that you know, just want to throw that out there. Then... Uh, what are the three major issues you wish to take during your term? Um, that's a great question. Yeah, so I think top of the line is flooding. You know, so a year ago, like two days ago, um, that the flooding devastated Dearborn. And so that's very top of mind. We're working on several projects and ideas for how we prevent that from hopefully happening in the future. And you were definitely hands-on with, with that cleaning as well. Yeah, and, and for me, you know, the thought process wasn't because we were campaigning or anything. It was like, I hope that if my mother's home flooded and I wasn't there, that somebody would help. Wow. Uh, wow. And that was the thought process. And thank God for all the volunteers that did nothing. Um, I think the second big issue, uh, environmental concerns are very big for me. And so we're working to improve the environment largely in the south end. Like, for example, we just stopped all trucks from driving on Eagle Street, which was a big uh, drive-through thoroughfare for the semi-trucks that drove near the neighborhoods. And so we just ended all truck traffic on there, um, which residents have been asking for for like a decade. Um, and we're working on some improvement to air quality, alhamdulillah. And so we're working with the neighboring corporations also to improve uh, how much air pollution they take out of the environment. Um, so we're doing that. And lastly, we're a very big economic development community. Like we have a lot of entrepreneurship. Yes. Um, and right now, the influx of, of Yemeni immigrants, we are having a, a beautiful uh, a new wave of, of uh, Yemeni innovation and entrepreneurship, and it's amazing to see. And so whatever we can do, we're obviously the home of Ford, but we're also the home to thousands of small business owners. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what makes us even more special. And I would say we're the home of innovation, but also the capital of immigration. And so trying to see what we can do with our small business community to make sure they got the support that they need. Because um, there's two ways to drive like economic development. There's two theories. One, you can go and try to poach the whales of the world. You try to pitch to Amazon to move your headquarters here. You saw everybody, every state bid to try to get Amazon to build the headquarters in their state. It costs you billions of dollars in tax incentives. You make nothing on the project to get the people to move. The second and the more long-lasting method is you work with small businesses that are successful and you see how they can expand. How can you add five more people? How can you add a second location? How do you expand your headquarters? What services or support do you need? And doing it that way, those small businesses are less likely to ever leave you. 100%. Um, a larger business will always pick up and move potentially if another state, another city offers them a better tax deal. Um, so that, that's my thought process and philosophy. Nope, those are great. Those are great points. And I got a quick question for you. That while you're saying that is, uh, what is like? Do you feel like the the process of opening up a business in Dearborn like is it difficult? Like, do you have people complaining about that being difficult? I mean, because I know I hear from other cities. I was wondering. Absolutely, we have we have a fairly difficult process right now. Um, one of the biggest reasons was our building department, our planning department, and our zoning department. Those are the three areas you have to work with. We're housed under three different departments. We put them all together under one department now. And they're all nice. seated next to each other. And the hope is that there'll be better communication and coordination. The second thing we're doing is making sure that when you walk in, let's say you want to do X. It might not fit within the ordinances or laws of the city. Our job is not to tell you no. Our job is to get, you, to get us to yes. 
How do we get to a yes? Maybe you can modify slightly your plans to fit with the ordinance. Maybe we have to amend the ordinance. Maybe it's outdated and our laws have to change to make things more uh, easier and accessible. We're happy to also examine that. And so my, my department's philosophy is now, how do we get you to yes? Because we want your business. We want to make you sure, want to make sure that you know that Dearborn is open to business. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> some great answers, some great information being shared. want to give a shout out quickly to our second sponsor today because believe it or not, we are almost winding it down on this show. Our second sponsor today is give to gain give to gain is a nonprofit organization that sponsors orphans in Yemen. 100% of all donations goes to the less fortunate. Uh, the people who run the organization said they appreciate everyone who donates. Why Yemen is the largest humanitarian crisis in aid operation. 5 million people are at risk of famine. 15 million people need water or sanitation support. So if you're looking to donate, their Venmo's at give, number two, gain. Zell, 313-445-8638. And their cash app is the money symbol, give, number two, gain. Uh, shout out to Rico and everyone else over there at give to gain. So, um... Future plans, Mr. Mayor Hamoud. What are some of your future plans, goals for yourself, for the city of Dearborn? I know you kind of, you know, touched on the Dearborn stuff, so I guess you don't really got to mention Dearborn. What are some future plans for yourself? Like, is it is the mayor term in Dearborn? Like, are you allowed to like? It's be, every four years. Every four years, and do you is there like a, ma a cap limit? There's no cap. Okay, so what are your plans, man? You kind of mayor Dearborn or I, I uh, the governor? Are you shooting for governor eventually? I'm a big believer. Um, and that what's meant to be will happen. And so I don't plan too far out. I never knew I was going to be where I am today. It just kind of fell in place. Um, and I don't want to project too far out. Just based on life experience, I realize that you can't plan 10 years out. Yeah. I think my immediate plans right now are, are family focused. Inshallah, Ya Rabbi, I'll get you know, as many children as Allah SWT sends to my wife and myself our way. And I think that to me is like the immediate plan I would love is to grow the family. I, I love the fawda, the household. Um, growing up with five kids, my wife has five kids as well. Um, you know, having that, that, that ruckus at the house is a beautiful yeah, we're, thing. we're eight. So. Smaller, yeah. I wish. I wish. <laughs> if we all love the that eight, I'll, I'll take it. Um, so as many as Allah sends us, I think that's my, like, focus immediately and really just doing what we're doing right now. Awesome. Um, and then someone had a question off of what you were mentioning. Is, is, is this your way of trying to decrease the unemployment rate? Uh, I think that goes back to your answer of... Adding businesses. Yeah, adding businesses and stuff like that. So we have a relatively low unemployment rate across the state. The problem is the jobs that are, that are available are kind of like these low-skilled jobs that most that are not well-paid. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you're seeing is a lot of business entities. We have the city right now. We're going through the, the, the struggle. We have 200 job openings. Um, it's because folks don't want that 12 to $14 an hour job. Yeah. It doesn't mean much anymore. You know, growing up, I had a $5 an hour check. Uh, job and that was all I had great. A $7 yeah, one. and that was great. Um, and so I think what you're seeing is the market has to shift. There has to be a floor in how much you can pay somebody um, because a lot of these jobs that might be low skilled but high demand, um, they're required for you to operate. You know your pools, lifeguards. We always have a shortage of lifeguards. Um, and so we're trying to figure out what we can do to increase people's um, likelihood of taking on these jobs. We got to get them excited about these jobs once again. And so we're trying to figure out what we can do. All right. Um, listen, uh, this is you know because I'm down to my final one over here. Uh, so well, let's get it with somebody else. Is there any plans to capitalize on the NFL draft happening in Detroit? <laughs> you know, because NFL draft is happening in Detroit. I mean, it, this is, I guess it's a somewhat relatively important question. So uh, the NFL draft is happening. I don't think next year. I think next year is in Kansas City. I think the year after. Uh, so the draft already happened. 
and the, the Detroit is dr- like they're hosting the draft. I think next year. Oh, yeah, really? next year. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, about to say, I thought Aiden Hutchinson was already coming yeah, over. He is. He is. Um, I think that the the biggest thing we have to capitalize on is as as the Lions, we got to recruit somebody big. Yeah. Um, from the city of Dearborn's perspective. There's not much you can do, really, unless yeah. I stick a billboard in front of the stadium and say, come to Dearborn. There you go. Um, but, yeah, not really sure there's much we can do there. Isn't okay. there – don't they practice? The practice field, although it look, like, touches Dearborn, the yeah. address is in Allen Park. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's by, uh, by the, the, the hill, the hill. Right? Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. by that area. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys have any uh, questions that comes no. to your head? Anything I want to uh, ask like, them? You know how they say, um, be the teacher that you always wanted? Like, I feel like you're being the mayor that yeah. everybody always yeah. wanted. You know, I, so. I appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. So I guess this one is the time for the final word. I, what advice would you give someone that wants to be like a leader in the community, old or young, um, that wants to inspire the, the youth or just in general, anybody, all the residents? Like, what advice would you give them? What, what would you tell them? You know, I, I think the best advice I can offer is be your authentic self. Um, it's a radical thing now to be yourself. I think especially for any young Muslim uh, it's okay to say your name proudly. I know some of us have some funny sounding names um, and we often try to uh, cloak it somehow. You know, it's Abdullah, it's not, no, it's, it's Abdullah. You can say the name in the beginning. I always said, if you can say Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones, you can say Abdullah Hamoud. There you go. And being yourself, honestly, you don't have to shy away from who you are and you're gonna be so surprised at how far your story is gonna take you in life. Because yeah. most folks uh, might not have as powerful a story as you do. Um, especially for those of us who, who grew up who are children of immigrants or immigrants ourselves or refugees. Um, and because we here in Dearborn, we have that work ethic and that grit that you don't really find elsewhere. Um, and so to all the young people, never change, be yourself, and inshallah only the best to come. Well, first of all, the crowd want to make sure they give you the respect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want to give you the wrong applause. That never not makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, again, thank you, for uh, Mayor Hamoud, for being here today. You know, doesn't have to be here, obviously. It goes out of his way to come out here and, and come on a show like today. You know, came to the game that we had. Obviously, you see him around in the community. Like he said, it shows his face at restaurants, coffee shops, but plenty of other different events happening in the community and we appreciate it. I mean, you, he inspires people like myself too. Like, honestly, I, I see the stuff that you I do and I feel like, you know, you know, you want to do good. You want to do good. You want to do great, to be honest. You're not just good. You want to do great things and I appreciate that. Um, and you want to give him a, any more shout outs? I know you're talking about him being a teacher and... You really are leaving your mark. Yeah, I appreciate it. And you're that. doing as best as you can. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. no, it's very inspiring. It literally took me back a step because I'm 32 too, and I'm like, man, what am I doing with my life right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you should have said that. You know, I I think the other thing that we have to change, we often celebrate early success. Right. Oh, he's 32 and became mayor. That's great. Oh man, this guy's a role model. Mm -hmm. No, no, you have. We have to celebrate long-lasting success. Yeah. Um, I don't think being the first is cool. Great. It comes with the hype. You might have shattered this. Whatever it is, or given the aspiration to folks to look and look, you can do it. The, the more, I think, you know, success for me is not being the first. It's ensuring that you're not the last. And the example I give is, you know, Barack Obama was the first black president of the country after 200 years. Would we be celebrating that success if it took another 200 years before we elected another person of yeah. color to the presidency? I don't think that's success. Um, and so we have to make sure that, you know, my goal is, inshallah, I do a good enough job to the next time somebody with a different sounding name, maybe a woman in hijab who runs for mayor, people are going to say, hey, that Abdullah guy did it so can this Fatima uh, do it. Um, because there's a track record of them doing it just as good, if not better. 
Um, so don't worry about not doing it at a young age. <laughs> age is not, is not the measure of success. That is awesome. Again, this is episode 40. Uh, we reached a 40 milestone. Uh, I, my goal was to get 40 episodes on all three of the shows. And believe it or not, we've already hit it with uh, like a good month left to go. So episode 40 of the Tabletop Podcast, the mayor of Dearborn, Abdullah Hamoud. You know, you can watch it on Oz Media's YouTube page or listen to it later on Apple and Spotify Podcasts under Oz Media. Um, any final words you want to say? Mabruk to you. Thank you for what you're doing. Honestly, you have played an important role with conveying the message to community members, and, and I can't tell you how important that is. Bring me back for the 100th episode, whatever you ever, you know, big shot you're bringing for the 100th. If at the 40th you got the merit, the 100th I'm expecting like the president. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you let me know, uh, and I just want to be here for it. For sure, man. For sure, inshallah. Again, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for those that watch or that will eventually watch. I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. We'll be back next week, Tuesday. Have a good one. Enjoy the weather. And enjoy swimming, by the way, yes. if you've got kids, 13 <laughs> and younger. If you're uh, a Dearborn resident. Dearborn residents, <laughs> all right?